Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are here live. Well, it won't be live when you hear it, but Super Bowl Sunday. That's all that really matters here. It, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Nerves are are going on this side of the mic, anyway. You're cool, calm, and collected. I'm, I'm just a mess over here. Yeah, uh, you know, like I've said before, when, when you've got 15, there's nothing to be worried about. Hey, you know, any given Sunday... You know, he can't do everything. He can't catch the ball. Doesn't matter. He can't play defense. Doesn't matter. He can't kick field goals. Are, are, wait, I, I will say, are we sure? Are you sure? Well, he doesn't. He doesn't kick field goals. Okay. I'd I'm, feel more confident if he were out there with his <laughs> turf toe kicking field goals. I am confident that Mahomes could pretty much do anything. I, I think he could nail a 35-yard field goal. I think he could catch a touchdown pass. I, I know he can run for a touchdown. I think he can make a tackle. Do I want him to? He, no. But he can't do them all at the same time, is, sure. is the point. I'm not sure. He has to rely on the rest of those hippies. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there could be like a split in the multiverse, and there's 15 Mahomes running around the field at any given time. It'd actually only be 11, but, you know. But no, we get 15 if it's the same guy. Details. <laughs> I mean, we're splitting the multiverse. We'll get four more Mahomes <clears throat> out of it. And so if we're a little flustered today, well, at least that's my excuse, is because I'm, I'm just antsy, and... We also decided to do this before the Super Bowl, um, because if things do do go dark, you may not hear from us again. <laughs> yeah, I already told work that uh, I'm worthless on Monday, regardless of what happens. Like, <laughs> either celebrating or yeah, or pouting. I'm either going to be in a dark, dark place, which I don't expect to happen, or I'm going to be watching all of the coverage and probably rewatching the game, you know, four or five times. So don't don't expect much productivity out of me on Monday. Uh, pretty much par for the course, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you pick you pick and choose your battles. <laughs> All right, so what do we got going on today? Well, today we are experimenting with new technology. Yeah. I can actually see you for the first time since we did this live almost two years ago. Yeah, I don't even know what our last live episode was. I think it would have been around the time maybe we did like a Who the Hell Is This For crossover when we did uh, Crawl. Crawl? I mean, it's in game after Crawl. I think we did in game, didn't we? I don't remember. It's It's been a while. So let, let's, you know, I, I don't know that we need to see each other, but let's just hope it doesn't affect the audio quality. So if there's some, some glitches in the matrix in this episode, uh, it's because we got cute and started doing video. Yeah. And, and we are, we are in theory eventually going to add these to our, our YouTube channel, which we have right now. It's just our audio, but we're seeing how, how this works out for a while. Yep. first. Got to dip your toe in the water a little bit, figure out, you can't just go <laughs> diving in deep ends with technology. Yeah. We're, we're, work out the kinks first. Yep. Um, so yeah, something else we got going on today that we'll mention a little bit later is we've got a big giveaway. We know we've been teasing this on social media and we'll give you uh, the rundown here in a, in a little bit about what exactly you need to do. Um, we've, we will have posted some instructions about this on social media, but we'll, uh, we'll give you the codes for the giveaways and break it all down here in just a little bit. 
Yeah, but but first we are we are going to go through an emotional roller coaster today. I feel <laughs> we uh, we're we're going going some trailers. Yeah, and then uh, we're going to do a spoiler filled breakdown of what we've seen so far in Wandavision. Yeah, so we we've already talked Wandavision for the first two episodes. Uh, a few and weeks now back we're through five. Yeah, so now we're gonna we're gonna catch up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, the the only thing that could have gotten you to not just start blurting out Godzilla versus Kong stuff would have been the Super Bowl. So, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much the only reason you didn't just start screaming about Godzilla versus Kong right off the bat. Get him, Kong. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just go ahead. I'm going to let you take control on Godzilla versus Kong because as we do with all monster movies, these, these are your babies. It's not really, not really my jam necessarily. So I'll, I'll let you lead the way on Godzilla versus Kong. This trailer is awesome. Like, it is exactly what I wanted when you said King Kong versus Godzilla. And it is, it, I hope the movie leans more towards the monsters fighting and less the human interaction. Because that's the, uh, uh, I, I pulled this off the internet. That, that's where they've been, been gravitating towards. So, like, the Godzilla 2014 you only got to see monsters for about 16 minutes of the entire movie. Uh, then uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, you got 22 and a half minutes of monsters. Really? I would have yeah. thought it would have been way more of an increase. I think they were spliced throughout, but not a lot of just straight. Okay. But you got an extra extra six minutes there of, of monsters. And th- this is pulled from a guy off reddit so who knows it's, it's the internet's counting i did not count hey, them they, myself they were right stopwatch. on gamestop <laughs> true true uh so i'm hoping the trend increases and we get at least uh you know 30 35 minutes at minimum of monsters i'd like it to be you know a full uh full hour and a half of of king kong versus godzilla but i know they have to bring in the human element but i like the trailer uh of them basically going at it in different scenes across the world uh, over and over again. I felt like there was only two. I felt like there was one on the boat and then one in uh, like Tokyo or something like that. Did I miss an, some more? Well, they showed Godzilla destroying some stuff and they showed Kong fighting in uh looks like Skull Island against some random creatures. Yeah. They almost hinted that that would be a flashback because they, 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 t- they, in the trailer, they shift to talking about, um, the legend. Yeah, the legend. There's been all these battles, and these are the last two that survived, and that's when they cut back to him, you know, twirling around some kind of dinosaur by its tail. Well, from Kong Skull Island, we learn that his Kong's parents were part of that, not Kong himself, where we can assume that Godzilla was Godzilla then. Sure. Yeah, because they so said Godzilla's Kong was thousands Kong was like of a years old. Or something? Yeah, in, G- in the Vietnam war i guess what 70s or when mm-hmm. we saw him uh he was still growing according to uh monarch what's his face no was it sam jackson uh, no or ken watanabe john c Riley. i didn't get to any of them i haven't john seen john c Riley. i haven't seen kong skull island in probably <laughs> since the day it came out so he was still growing and so i think we see him fully matured here where he can actually go toe-to-toe with with godzilla and I like how they've used this little girl on the island as the motivation for Kong. So it's not just some, 
you know, horny ape after this blonde that he likes, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that he's been depicted all the all these years, and now it's this, you know, connection of protecting this this little girl, which is which is a much better move. Now, usually, I'm not for changing, you know, kind of mythos or or whatnot, but but this is this is a definitely a good a good shift. Yeah, and that that's a theme that they had also from the Godzilla King of the Monsters, right? Where Eleven had some sort of weird connection not with godzilla necessarily but with the monsters because she gets like real up close with mothra in the beginning well they, they had the frequency yeah so i, so I mean it's just the frequency it, yeah it's something that it seems like they're they are continuing to to do this whole like kids have some kind of in tune nature with the big monsters yeah i i, I think that's that is the right way to go um and then you give you give Kong Stormbreaker, and I, it's just it's just the the best. I hope uh, they they hit it with Immigrant Song, and uh, <laughs> no probably chance. the best movie ever at that point. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts then on how this is all going to go down? Because they're clearly making it out like there's there's several comments in the trailer about Godzilla's out here hurting people. We don't know why uh, Kong. We need him. All this stuff. So they're clearly setting Godzilla up to be the bad guy that won't actually be the bad guy. So Right. It's it's the classic mind control from Tywin, you know, yeah. type thing. And he uh my guess is the same same way the Avengers have to fight the Hulk every now and then is because he's mind controlled. You know, how do yeah. you get the heroes to fight because there's always some outside interference. So that's uh, what you my think guess. you think there's like a, a bad a bad team that's somehow like bugging Godzilla or mind warping him to to go do their bidding? That's that's my guess, and my my I bet that there will be a King Kong versus Godzilla, and then we're gonna get another baddie, for sure. That uh, that they'll team up against. So whether it's a, a Mecha Godzilla or a which a, which that's Rodan. what I read Mecha Rodan. Yeah, the the rumor of the day has been like people analyzing frame by frame of the trailer and swearing that they're seeing Mecha Godzilla and not the actual Godzilla in the, in the trailer in certain parts. Well, I would think it'd be more uh Ghidorah um, because Taiwan has his head and, you know, experimenting on his head and mm-hmm. things like that, that uh, they'd do something that route. Yeah. But I, I just want to see Kong cut loose and, uh, and that's, that's where my, my money is. I'm, my money's on Kong. <laughs> Uh, you know, the one thing, I mean, it, it does look good. I, I don't have any issues with what we're seeing so far. I mean, it, just because I'm not like, you know, all crazy about monster movies, I feel like they're all kind of the same thing over and over again, like big giant smashing going on, which, you know, that's your thing. That's your thing. Yeah, I, awesome. I have I have my thing with Kung Fu movies and other stuff too. So I, I get it. It's just not wholly my thing. But from the trailer, like, I, I don't know why they shifted. Like, so halfway through, it switches from like this really epic, big orchestral monster music to hip hop music, which mm-hmm. is is kind of okay. But I, I guess I don't, I, I don't know. I don't understand why you would do that in a trailer. Like, if there's one set of movies that feels like it should be like this larger than life, big music, even hinting in like Godzilla's theme, like it's it's these movies. Well, sure, but this is trailer guy getting, getting you amped, and and you but and, and that's when they showed Stormbreaker, right? Uh, it it happened a little bit King before Kong that, with but... this this axe of some sort that can block yeah, the radiation breath. lasers. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just an interesting choice. I mean, I get it. Like, it's gonna it's gonna be some people are gonna like it. I just thought like 
for the trailer itself. Like if we're just talking about analyzing trailers, like that was just it felt like a Creed trailer instead of big, huge monster movie trailer, which I would have kept it with the more monster feeling stuff, but it's a small, minor thing. Yeah, I'm I'm you weren't even listening to the music. Board. No, I did, did not care. No, I did <laughs> yeah. not care. This is this is I feel like after that trailer dropped, my most anticipated movie of the year. Like, like it jumped the list from everything, all the Marvel movies to, you know, over Spider-Man, over Black Widow, over uh, Top Gun, you, you no name way. it. This, this, this leap. Oh, t- yeah. I, I have I have low expectations for Top Gun. I want to see it, but I don't think it's going to be good. But this, this is, this is my jam. I mean, it's almost like, you know, Godzilla, this old uh, force that used to be there. And then the young gun, you know, coming in. King Kong, you know, t- taking the seat and the mantle, uh, very similar to what we're going to see today in the Super Bowl. I think uh, <laughs> nice uh, Kong, Kong as Mahomes is going to come and, and throw throw the hammer down. Uh, I mean, I, uh, although what's going to happen in the movie is what you said, though. In the end, they're going to be working together, and that'd be like us signing Tom Brady, and that's not going to happen. No, no, we're we're going to end his career today. <laughs> He's just going to say it's not worth it. I'm not going to continue. Is that what on. you would want to happen in this movie? Do you want Kong to? You, you tweeted a picture of of Kong wearing uh, Godzilla's head. Is that what you want to actually have happen? No, he won't. I mean, there's too many Godzilla fans for him to kill Godzilla. I know. But I'm, his... I'm asking you in particular. Is that what you would want? Well, sure. I'd like to shut those people up. Yeah, <laughs> think Godzilla could beat Kong, which truly he's got all the tools, right? Yeah, you know Godzilla's got all the tools to fight Kong, and uh, Kong, he's just—I feel like he's got—he's more nimble, and that's the only thing that he's got going for him. Yeah, well, but apparently he knows how to stop the atomic breath. So I mean, you're neutralizing one of Godzilla's main weapons right there. Yeah, I'd like to see how how that comes about. Like, is that going to be a really stupid piece of uh, of the movie? Of well, this will attract him to to like, why is he shooting only at the hammer? Yeah, or the I, axe or whatever this is. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's just like a coincidence, right? Like he shot the atomic breath, and Kong just happened to be holding it and kind of used it as a like basically just like Stormbreaker against Thanos shooting at Thor, right? It was like that the the axe is heading into the to the power beam, whatever the hell Thanos is shooting, and and it's just it's just that. It's not like a, oh, if I throw my axe over here, it automatically attracts <laughs> the atomic breath. I mean that that will get people groaning pretty fast. So, I mean, as far as the the human element of this, uh, I was not blown away by the human element in King of the Monsters. I actually thought they did a very poor job explaining it all. I think there was a very easy out of where that could have all worked. Um, But that's not why you go watch the movie, you know? And so I know it's only, I say, 22 minutes of the the full movie, uh, but it's worth it to to sit through the, the human aspect of it. Uh, and I do love Eleven, uh, whenever whatever she's in. Uh, so I'm hoping she gets her uses her Eleven powers at some point in this. Um, just just cross her over to all her movies, <laughs> be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, I'm just amped. I'm just amped. I'm, I'm kind of upset that they that they bumped it for another week to for you to enjoy your Snyder cut for a few more days. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's still in March and most anticipated movie of the year. Okay. Well, having said that, where are you thinking that you're at on this? Like, really? Oh, it's a five star movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a five star movie. I mean, uh, if it's your thing, I mean, do you actually think it'll be five stars? 
I feel like my enjoyment level for those fight scenes are going to be, I hope it's a lot more than what they, what they've shown. I hope we didn't see the entire fight scene on the boat and then, uh, in the city, basically right there. So I'm, I'm assuming they know where their bread and butter is and that's, that's putting them two together and fighting. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I would say that I'm not sure they understand that based off of um, what has happened in the last few movies. Because the, the first Godzilla, which I know we're not dealing with the same director uh, from 2014, but my my chief complaint in that was the, the ridiculous amount of teasing that they did. So I get it. It was yeah, the first one. You didn't see Godzilla until the end of the movie. Right, and then even in the last one, I mean, I felt like we saw a lot more monsters. So that, that again, that number that you said is is kind of surprising to me. But yeah, I mean, they, they always force the human stuff, and then the, you should just do bare bones human stuff. But they'd like to get cute with it. So, uh, I, I mean, for me, I I would say I'm, I'm probably going to be around like a three. I mean, I hope it surprises me, but just based on my history with monster movies, I, it's just something that is not my thing. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I think maybe I gave the, the 2014 Godzilla like a three and a half or four. I think King of the Monsters was a three. So that, that feels right for me somewhere between like three, maybe two and a half to three and a half. I, I hope they don't nosedive into a two and a half. That'd be terrible. I don't, I don't think they can. And, and mind you, I don't think this is going to win an Academy Award, you know? And sure. so that's not, that's not what I'm comparing this against, you know? So we're, uh, this is, Straight action, five star, monster on monster. Uh, I think this will be the best kaiju type movie that we've seen to date. Do you know who's directing this? Nope, don't care. <laughs> don't care. I, I I honestly hadn't looked at that when I was kind of preparing for the show, and I'm just sort of glancing through it now. So each of the three Godzilla movies now will have had different directors. Um, and where I'm going right now is I'm trying to figure out who directed King of the Monsters. And it looks like it was some the guy who directed Krampus and Trick or Treat 1 and 2, which I, I've only seen bits and pieces of Krampus. What's interesting Krampus, about... but not the other. Okay. What's interesting about Godzilla vs. Kong is it's directed by Adam Wingard, who has done Your Next, The Guest, Death Note, uh, I think it's the Blair Witch remake, yes, and then VHS one and two. So he is—he's got his horror pedigree here. Which uh, your next felt like it was two different directors, almost two different movies. I don't know if you recall that the first one was a really scary, creepy type movie, and then it got real weird at the at the end, and and it turned into some, you know, almost Home Alone slash John Wick slash slash killing bunch of people type movie yeah <laughs> and so so but again i'm judging off the trailer and what i've seen from the trailer and the, and the script on which i'm inventing in my head i'm <laughs> i'm uh i don't have any doubts that he can put together a five-star movie yeah so okay that's fair yeah all right let's move on to trailer number two this is what we are going to be covering next week because it's going to be premiering both in theaters and on hbo max and that is judas and the black messiah which i kind of feel like we've been seeing the trailer for this for a while like maybe even back to when i was still seeing movies in theaters i don't remember seeing trailers for it i remember seeing that uh that your boy was uh 
was doing this for a while, but I don't think I ever saw a full fledged trailer. Which uh, maybe I'm thinking of Tenet. Maybe it was shown around when the when I saw Tenet because that was the last movie I saw in theaters. But who's my boy, Kaluya? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, you can't tell me he doesn't <laughs> look like he's putting on a hell of a performance in this trailer. Yeah. No. He, no. It looks like it's going to be good. I mean that uh, that guy can act, man. Like I I'm willing to say. I haven't seen all the contenders for this year, but just nominate the guy from the trailer alone. Like, if that's all they submitted to the Academy or whatever, like, yeah, okay, that, that's a nomination. It's two minutes, I get it. You're nominated. Well, that's why they play the game. You got to see the <laughs> sure. whole movie. You got to uh, see the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. And But I also, li- also, I also like Keith Stanfield. So I think those yes. two are going to be a very good combination. I wish... I, Part of me wishes I knew more about the story, but part of me is happy that I don't because I think it adds to the experience when you know it's a true story, but you don't necessarily know all the details. And then hopefully it tells it in a compelling way. And then you leave the theater trying to Google and figure out, okay, how much of this was real, how much of it wasn't, you know, stuff like that. And I think that adds a layer to movies like this. I feel like, I mean, obviously they're going to take their own creative spin on it but i believe that they're trying to stay as as true as possible uh from what i've seen um but obviously you don't know every conversation that everybody has right you know at, at all times but i do think that they're they're trying to stay stay true to this this story and, and i don't know it either and so um i like and my wife's a big fan of true stories if it's a true story she's like yeah i want to see that movie and and we don't know this story so there's nothing like yeah, uh, in my head of of this is the way you should be, or oh, I thought it was this, so I'm not waiting for anything in particular to happen. Um, so I, I'm anxious to see this. I think that, again, they're two proven actors that have uh, have shown that they're very capable of taking impactful roles. So I think this would be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach this, considering you know it's about the Black Panthers, but it's also about you know, the social revolution going on at that time, but then they're, they're folding in. Uh, I, I think Plemons bizarro, Matt Damon is playing an FBI agent, I think is maybe what he is. So he's, you know, they're, they're taking this kind of subterfuge angle too. And, and clearly the whole story, hence the title is, you know, Lakeith Stanfield is going to, you know, turn on Daniel Kaluuya in some way, shape or form. So you're not only getting this like historical social change stuff going on, is- but you're getting this FBI, angle to almost like a, a mystery conspiracy type thing is that what you got from yeah. the trailer yeah oh i got that he would turn against the fbi oh no i mean i, I guess i took away from the fact that you know like keith stanfield's character is getting you know basically not framed but they're going to try and string him up on some charges that seem trumped up in order to get him to flip on Daniel Kaluuya and that I mean hence the whole title Judas and the Black Messiah my guess is the Black Messiah is referring to uh Fred Hampton Daniel Kaluuya's character who was the head of the Black uh, Black Panther Party who was trying to you know push through all the social change and that the only way they felt like they could take him down was to to turn one of his own guys in a you know classic mob move or whatever and that they're sure. recruiting Lakeith to do that now how it actually plays out in the end like whether he does the double flip or not I, I don't I don't know I don't know the story but I think the main angle is is that. So from the trailer, I gathered that it would be he is supposed to be a mole, if you will. Mm-hmm. He has found out that he is a mole, but in his moleness, he discovers that this is a fight worth fighting for. 
and so flips flips the script. That's kind of what I gathered from his facial expressions and and what they had had led to on again from from just that first trailer. Sure, I, that, that's kind of how I think it's going to go down. I think that's entirely possible. I think the trailer doesn't do much to get you to that point, but I think that's where your breadth of knowledge in movies and where things go probably tries to fill in that gap and and guess ahead and project more of that, which I, I think is just as likely to happen. I don't has, story. has the poor man's Matt Damon been in a movie where he's a likable character yet? Um, I feel like he has. I think in Game Night he was likable. I mean, he, he was kind of quirky and weird, but he was, I think, supposed to be kind of funny. But yeah, I, I think, so the casting so far is perfect, right? Because I just don't think you could really go wrong with Kulu and Stanfield. But yeah, I actually had written in my notes, like, he's great for the guy who you should be rooting for because he's a cop and he's an FBI agent on the surface, but that he has that face and demeanor where you're like, yeah, but he's also not overly trustworthy. And am I putting one movie on his entire personality or has he played like a racist in multiple movies? Um, I don't know. Well, see, I also think you might be mixing him up. There's, uh, there's a guy who, I think he was in Detroit. Um, yeah. And I don't know. He looks kind of like him too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think there is a little bit of typecasting happening, happening there. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it happens, man. Sometimes you just got a look to you that you can't get around. It, it's kind of <laughs> screams ha- racist. Well, not the screams racist, but that, you know, doesn't necessarily scream trustworthy or good guy. Right. Like we always joke yeah. about old school powers booth. Like, you can't put that guy in a movie and get me to try and believe he's a good guy. It's not going to happen. He will be the bad guy before the end of the movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So don't yeah. try and twist it. Like, let's just lean into the fact that he's going to be bad. And that's kind of how I'm starting to feel with uh, Rami Malik. And it's not necessarily as much that he's good or bad. It's that his face and his facial features are just so unique that it's hard for him to come across as normal almost, right? Like, he just always kind of looks on edge and strung out. So, like, if you're just trying to be a normal dude, like, it, it's hard. It's harder for him to act normal than it would be, like, neurotic, whereas, like, some other people can, like, okay, how do you act neurotic or come across looking that way? And Rami's face just by default is set to that. It sucks, but that's how it is. <laughs> like, sorry, yeah, Rami, you're, you're not getting you're, any you're, rom-coms. Yeah, that's okay. You know, fair. And that's same, fair. Same with Plemons. Like, you know, you're going to be kind of fuddy-duddy-ish in every movie that, <laughs> that you're given like that that's your face bud you know we can't all yeah. be george clooney <laughs> brad pitt you know we don't we don't have that luxury and even worse you're knockoff matt damon so you're not even matt damon all right right here <laughs> we can't get matt well let's get uh let's get this guy instead. poor clemens i actually kind of like the dude but i just torched him for like a minute I will say in, in my running commentary about music, I, I loved the music in this trailer. I thought it was perfect for the trailer. Made it really powerful stuff. Can't wait. Super excited. I think I am probably, I hate saying that something's going to have a, a floor of four because that's such a high floor like that. You're, you're getting a little crazy yeah. when you do that. So that's aggressive. I would say three and a half to five is where this one could be. So most likely. Do we I, know the runtime? Ooh, you know what? <laughs> it's funny you ask that. That's a really good question because I almost need to stop looking at run times because that, that weighs heavily on me sometimes where I'm like, really like two hours and 45 minutes like that. That's what we're going to do here. Yeah. Cause I, I could see this movie being like a three hour movie. 
yeah if they wanted it to be and that that would that would definitely hurt the rating yeah well partially too because could could hurt could right but you start getting into like above two and a half and the rewatchability factor becomes very very bad because i have tons of movies that i love that approach 245 three hours but it's just like dude can i really sit down and commit three solid hours to this so thankfully it's only 126 minutes so just over two hours you take out credits on both ends you're sitting at about two hours that's fair. Okay. So that, so that's not necessarily a detriment to this. So that's good. No. Yeah, I was trying to think of reasons why it would have your floor of four. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. I don't think that's something we've ever really talked much about in, in our podcast ever. But because uh, I think for me, it usually comes into play on rewatch. Usually first time, like, okay, if I'm going to commit to going to the theater, you know, fine. Three hours. You, you got me this one time locked in for three hours. Um, but yeah, beyond that, you start to question, you know, how good really is heat? I know that every time I watch it, I love it. But man, when I sit there and look at it at three hours, I'm like, you know, checking my watch. What am I doing? I'm going to commit half a day. I, I got, I could be playing some video games. I could be, you know, doing so many other things in three hours. Yeah. He, I just wait for one scene and then I'm done. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm just waiting for the bank robber scene, which is perfect. Yeah. I, I love every, every piece of that, but you're right. It's, I don't want to start that movie because it is a, it is a commitment. Yep. Same with Lord of the Rings, man. I have not watched them since college because solely because they're each three hours. Yeah. And the first one's not even a full movie. It's <laughs> half a movie. That's a subject for a no. different day. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll dive into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So now we've reached the point where we are going to do our giveaway. So here's how this is going to work. We, we broke this down on social media over the last few days, but... We are going to give you a code right now. And what you can do with that code is send it to us in whatever way you want. That's either uh, you can DM us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. And you can give us the code RUNITBACK. That, that's going to be our code because that's what's about to happen tonight. And when you send us that code, you need to tell us what you want. So we have two giveaways happening right now. So what you're going to do is you're going to send us this code of run it back and you're going to tell us which of these two movies you want to basically see. For Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar. You will get a digital download code that will work starting Friday. You can use that code to redeem the movie. Or you can tell us that you want to see Judas and the Black Messiah, in which case you will get a code that gives you access to two free movie tickets to go see Judas and the Black Messiah. So... Want to stress the difference here? Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar is a digital download for Judas and the Black Messiah. You would get a code to go see these in theater, and each code would be worth two tickets. So again, all you need to do is DM us or send us an email with the code "Run It Back," and then let us know what you want. It will be first come, first serve until supplies are all gone. Yeah, you got that out. Uh, it, it it was a struggle to get that all out. It, it sounds simple when I'm thinking about it in my mind, like, hey, here's a code, get some codes, we're good. But then when you have to explain it all, and we have weird <laughs> titles like Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, instead of Visit Vista Del Mar, it, it, it ties my tongue a little bit. Yeah, and Barb and Star is with uh, it's the new Kristen Wiig vehicle, yes. if you're unfamiliar. Yeah, if you're not familiar with it, uh, you can check out our Facebook page or our uh, Twitter page. We shared that trailer probably within the last week or so, maybe last two weeks. But you can also just Google it and check it out. But yes, Kristen Wiig, comedy. And then obviously we just talked about Judas and the Black Messiah. So 
Uh, free codes to give away for everybody if you want them. First come, first serve. Make sure you follow the rules. And hopefully, uh, we will get more of these in the future to give away to everybody. Yeah. So, please participate. <laughs> Was that like Jeb? <laughs> please clap. <laughs> please clap. Actually, you know, if they don't participate, then I guess we just have some free codes laying around. But we don't want them. That's true. We want to give them to you guys. So, participate. All right. Trailer number three. Okay. Most people, I'm sure, haven't even heard of this movie. I didn't until you said something to me. Yeah, and I just happened to be watching uh, watching a What's what's Coming, and it started throwing through all the trailers, and I'm like, you know what? We have to watch this. And this is uh, Nobody with Better Call Saul. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. Yes. And I want to I want to start out because I asked you to do the same thing that I did because I was I was looking through these trailers and I was lying in bed in the morning and my wife was still asleep. So I watched the trailer without any sound and I was trying to discern what happened. And then I was like, OK, I'm I'm in I'm into this. It feels like a falling down type movie of a guy just snaps and then, uh, you know, violence ensues. Uh, I come and into the living room and turn on with sound. And that's, that's not what this was. This yeah. is a, a John wick 12 years after we saw John wick as if his wife and dog did not die. Yeah. Uh, and I participated in your little experiment. And I also, I had the same exact thought like, Oh, this is falling down. The only thing that made me not really believe that fully was he was too good of a fighter to have just been a random guy who's losing his mind. Sure. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden he had access to all these assault rifles and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Know, so ar- around his house. <laughs> Once so he went John was, Wick and locked him in the basement with a coat, I was like, okay. I was like, maybe they're going to explain this somehow. Okay. You know, but that's where I thought they were going with this, uh, yeah. this falling down type, uh, which needs to be done better. Uh, or not better, but again, sure. I guess better. It it wasn't as great on the rewatch. I, I'm surprised with as prevalent as the kind of revenge genre guy who's been out of the business for a while, um, cancel culture stuff going on. Like like that, somebody hasn't done a falling down. Like a dude just snaps. Now maybe it's because. There's so much of that going on in the real world where people are snapping and shooting places up that we just we don't want to want to do that portray that. We'd rather it be like the guy who lived the life of crime before, so he's actually got these particular set of skills. So I mean, maybe I've just talked myself out of that, but I am still kind of just shocked that that the the falling down thing has not happened again. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why it hasn't. Is nobody wants to to be that person yeah. to make that movie. Yeah, it was one thing to happen to do that movie in the 80s when it didn't seem like it was as common, whereas now, sadly, it seems like it's just all People snap all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so you touched on this, but the director of John Wick is producing this movie. And, I mean, it it is John Wick, right? Like, Yeah, if John Wick's wife didn't die and he had kids and 12 years later, that's this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I just had a little checklist, right? So he left a life where he was called an auditor. So, I mean, come on. we are Not an adjudicator. Uh, not an adjudicator, an auditor. Um, he has a debt that he owes because he left. Uh, there's a house invasion scene that is straight out of the first John Wick. 
um, the, some of the same similar world building. The one that got me was he, the daughter complains about somebody stealing her kitty bracelet. So he yells about it later. So instead of a dog being killed, now we're yelling about a kitty bracelet. Like it, it's almost, it's almost too on the nose. The, like, it's almost like it's making fun of John Wick. Agreed, but it's not coming across as satire. Well, I feel like the movie might be, but trailer guy said no one's going to see this, so how about I make it look more like John Wick? I mean, that's entirely true. Um, Did you see the clips of the villain dancing in the strobe light? Yeah, yes. I mean, so so that makes, like, he is clearly going to be an over-the-top ridiculous villain, which I hate. Right. I hate. Give me my menacing villain (laughs) all day, every day. Um, And so that's going to, I feel like that's going to ruin ruin the movie but i feel like the movie trailer is is trying to pitch a different movie than what this is i think that's possible i i'm not sure exactly what we're gonna get but i legitimately question whether or not this exists in the john wick universe oh well don't you think we have seen the coins opposed to gold bars well maybe they're just you know, expanding the universe a little bit. Like that's the one thing I we've always you and I both have said about John Wick, which is really cool, is the world building, right? Like a little bit each movie, they just keep expanding, keep expanding, and it's not this whole big thing that they just dump on you with a bunch of exposition and stuff. You just kind of slowly feel your way around this world. Each movie adds something with the coins and the adjudicator. So maybe they're just going over here to the to the right, you know, a little bit and saying, all right, now we've got auditors over here, and that's who Bob Odenkirk is. And then in John Wick Four, ah, oh, what do you know? We we've got bob odenkirk in here right like i I don't know it it seems so much like it that that's where my brain went i feel like if that were the case there'd be more marketing behind it and more people would have heard about it i mean that's possible i mean the one thing that i mean john wick 4 was supposed to come out this spring i don't know when it got moved to but i don't know about the timing so i don't know but I, i i think your point about the villain is good my other point this is going to be a hundred percent based on choreography for me because I mean, that that's really John wick was amazing choreography with nuggets of story. But if the choreography isn't there and it's all stuff that we've seen before, it doesn't really do anything new or doesn't do it. Well, this, this movie is going to, going to fall down. So could they have picked a less believable actor that yeah. could do this under 60? Like, I don't think you could have, there is one, that's a less believable actor that could be a John Wick like right. person. It is in a Hollywood. it is a strange, strange pick. It's going to be very interesting to see how this comes across. Like, other than uh, you know, Bizarro Matt Damon, <laughs> I mean, he 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 might fit that bill, but I can't think of a a, a person who. I mean, you could go who, with who just couldn't. You could go with his other half from Mr. Show, Bob and David. You go with David Cross. I mean, you, you could find a lot of guys that, <laughs> that are way, way worse than than Bob Odenkirk. But he, he, he would be worse. Yeah. Okay. I know. Thank so you. you. I've, <laughs> I've been struggling with that all morning, and and he would be worse. Yeah. David Cross has all of a sudden John Wick. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for solving that for me because I was looking for someone worse, and there you go. Yeah. I I think. I think realistically, I should probably put myself around a two and a half or three. I mean, I will be thrilled if I get to a three and a half or four, like ecstatic if if that happens. But I would say two and a half or three. But the choreography does look good. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting probably a two and a half, but just a 
an average okay that was an okay movie and then move on um i'm hoping for a three yeah i think that there's gonna be some elements in here where i like and it'd be good takeaway but um that's i'm hoping for a three yeah and so that's that's where i'll put it i'll put it at three and this one said theaters only so whereas the first two movies we talked about godzilla versus kong and judas and the black messiah are going to get the uh the good old HBO Max drops. The trailer for Nobody says, I think it was February 26th, and I think it said theaters only. So I don't even know if they're doing like the uh, on-demand at the same time, where if you want, you can pay 20 bucks and watch it. I, I, I don't know. So this one might be one that has to wait a while before we get our hands on it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Let's, let me put it this way. Sure. I mean, how could you not be? Ca- cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, well, we got through our trailers. Hopefully, everybody's excited. So, Judas and the Black Messiah, we are covering on next week's episode. Uh, send us your codes if you want access to either of the movies that we talked about. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, Carson's ready to go. He's counting down the days. Once we get past the Super Bowl, it's all eyes on on March for him. And then, uh, I think now's the time to to shift gears, like we mentioned, and we're going to go go spoilers for WandaVision. WandaVision. All right, here we go. Let's do spoilers. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Spoilers! All right. <laughs> so we're, we're here. We, we've talked about the first two episodes before. Um, I don't even really want to talk about episode three of WandaVision. Um, other than the fact that they've they finally turned the corner at the end of that episode and, and gave us something a little, a little bit more of, of a nugget. But the first three episodes are really just the sitcom play until the end. But, but finally in four, they switch gears and give us good old fashioned Marvel. What, what we've all been wanting a little bit more of. And four was really the first time that I think collectively across, I mean, I, to say there's been a divide about the first three episodes would probably be selling it a little bit short, but I think everybody came together and was like, all right, four, good, here we go. Like Everybody liked four, we're good to go. So I don't know where you want to start. I personally don't feel like I need to to you know beat the dead horse of one through three being pretty, at least for me, miserable experiences, um, but if you want to, we can, but what do you want to do? No, I mean, that's that's just a ridiculous take. It's just the first part of a, a series and getting into it. But, um, I can't, I can't get past five at the end of five. Okay. So and, you want to jump straight know, to the end of five. I, I know. Cause that's, that's where my emotions are. And there are things that I liked all throughout until this, she opened the door. Okay. And, and so tell everybody what happened. What's your problem with it? So Wanda, the end of the episode, opens the door, and oh, there's Quicksilver, but not our Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. We get freaking... We have opened the door to let Singer's cancer come into the MCU, and I hate that. I hate that. We get, we get Fox's interpretation of Quicksilver has now entered the MCU. And that means that it exists. And I hate that it exists. 
in the MCU. I hate that we have we could have some characters that are the same and, and MCU just not reboot the whole X-Men. And so that it just destroyed that whole episode for me. Because okay. one one, I, I don't I know a lot of people like Evan Peters Quicksilver better uh, than what the MCU did. I, I did not. I, I did not share that. He did have a cool scene once um, where it was all slow-mo and he was doing that. Okay. Uh, I don't like... He acts more like The Flash than he does Quicksilver. And so that was a problem for me. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. You get that right? I think yeah. so. He he acted more like Quicksilver. Quicksilver is a, a cocky... Um, he's kind of an ass. Uh, he's a guy that his entire life if he's trying to move at super speed and he's waiting on everybody and he's annoyed and angry at the world and just kind of a, just kind of a dick. And I feel like Aaron Taylor Johnson had more of that than this quippy little, uh, you know, jokester around. Again, that's, that's DC's flash. That's how he is. Mm-hmm. They, they try to make picks over that. So I hated that interpretation of him uh, when that came, but the bigger picture is, you just brought in singer singer verse into something that was great. And I hope it, they just stop it. But the fact that you even acknowledge that it exists angers me. Okay. So here, here's my two cents on that one. I think people like the Fox Quicksilver better because they got multiple movies and because he actually feels like a dynamic character. Unfortunately, you only got one of the MCU Quicksilver and it was just Ultron and he didn't make it out of Ultron. And he was kind of just this, it really came across as one dimensional. Like you might have some more background as to those things that you mentioned because you've read the comics, but in the movie, he just comes across as a character. You probably don't really care too much about. I just don't feel like they did a good job of in that one movie, which it is tough to do in one movie when you're a side character sharing the screen with all the Avengers and Scarlet Witch and everybody to, to fully formulate a character but i get why people are more drawn to the quicksilver character on the fox side than the one here so yeah and and i don't i don't get that either because not only did you make the quicksilver on the fox side basically invincible i mean the guy those scenes why couldn't he just kill anybody or solve any problem instantly the same problem we have with the flash of if you can move that fast, there's no mm-hmm. villain that can stand in your way. And all they have in uh, Dark Phoenix is him tripping or something. You know, she right. trips him. I mean, it's it's so stupid. Well, at least Aaron Taylor Johnson, they they made him at least feel like he had weaknesses to where he could be shot. He He's not, you know, all-knowing around sure. him at all times. You know, so they, they made him more grounded where he could do more in a movie verse yeah uh, where now you have to explain why he can't just oh why don't you send quicksilver in there you know that's the easy answer to almost every question that you're gonna yeah i, I don't disagree with that but setting aside their powers i'm talking about just like the the character the personality how you would relate to that person as another human character on the screen the fox version to me i can see why people prefer that one over this because he, he's he's got some wit he's got some humor to him he's kind of flippant about things like he has some dimension to him i i felt like the mcu quicksilver was plain like staring at you know paint drying on the wall it, there was just no nothing to him see i think there's 
something to say for having somebody that the rest of the team doesn't really like. And I mean, he's on the team. I mean, you have everybody that's quippy, like truly everybody, almost mm-hmm. everybody on, on the Avengers is quippy and fun. And you don't need another one of that. You need somebody who they don't, you know, it's like, gosh, why is this guy like that? But he's part of the team, you know, yes, we'll fight with him, but you know, I may not like him. Yeah, I but- feel like that brings an- another dynamic to the, to the team that we don't have. But right now it's, it's another, oh, another jokester, another. Sure. Blah. But the problem is it's one movie and that you don't get that relationship what you just described that that doesn't come across in the screen where they're all playing off of each other and the MCU Quicksilver is the the stick in the mud kind of guy it just that that's not there i mean you can project that that's how that relationship would continue to be but it's just that's not what it's not built out enough on the screen right. cuz there's not enough time for it sure but i'm saying don't bring in another quippy guy like we we have plenty of those sure. yeah in uh in the singer verse you have a bunch of serious Right. people and right. so you needed that guy and the mcu everybody's but, so you don't need that sure but i guess this gets back to the other point you were making about acknowledging the singer verse exists i i guess i don't have a problem with it because it the multiverse exists so there's infinite numbers of possibilities so why wouldn't you as a company like just make a little bit of a, like a wink haha easter egg kind of moment here where there's no way they're actually bringing in the Singerverse full time to the MCU. I, I don't imagine that's that's happening. And if you've paid attention to any of the rumors about Spider-Man Three or Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, there's all sorts of rumors that they're going to acknowledge all these other Marvel properties that have happened in the past that aren't necessarily part of the main MCU timeline. So I don't have a problem with doing that and saying, "Hey, this is one of an infinite number of universes," and it because Wanda is creating some new reality, she's accidentally pulled in the wrong Quicksilver, and oh, haha, wink and nod, it's the one from the Fox franchise. Like, I, I don't think either you or I see this as the beginning of what they're really trying to do with the X Men. No, oh, I, I truly hope not. No, and I, I truly I hope it's just way. a wink and a, if it's just a wink and a nod, fine, whatever. But I hate the fact that this could be a possibility for them. Oh, we're going to pick and choose which characters we want to bring over uh, and which ones, you know, are from a different multiverse, I guess. Yeah. I, there, there is no one. And if I, I fear that Nicholas Holt is on the horizon and I, and that is the worst idea of a beast ever. And he should not exist in MCU. MCU has done such a great job with these characters that they should build their own and not, well, I love and Magneto. I, think they will. I love Foz, Fozbinder as Magneto. Don't, don't do it. Sure, and I don't Just, think they. I don't think they will. I, I personally okay. And, and and that, neither that's, of us. That's my. Anger. That's where my anger stems from. Yeah, which I. I just truthfully, I. I really genuinely don't think that's going to happen. Like. You know they've come out and said that they don't even know what they're going to do with X Men yet, long term. That they're still in conversations with it. Now, do they smoke screen? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have some smoke ideas, screen. but I do not see them. the The multiverse is the perfect opportunity to do all of this stuff, right? I mean, we saw in Into the Spider Verse, you could you can make nods to the the Raimi franchise. You know, if Spider Man Three with Tom Holland is going to have nods to Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all that stuff. It's the it's their way of acknowledging all of their previous properties that are still Marvel properties, even though they're not part of the MCU, and give people... I, I think it does something twofold. I think it acknowledges that 
hey, we've had these movies in the past. They're not part of our main timeline now, but haha, let's have a good laugh at it. It's a, it, you know, <clears throat> we can have Chris Evans come in as Human Torch, even though we also played Captain America. Haha, funny, funny. Um, but then you also have the ability to, to, um, you know, like, but beyond those Easter eggs, like, you create this concept of the multiverse and reinforce it with properties that people already know. So like if you brought in an alternate Quicksilver that wasn't the guy from Fox, now you're going to be like, okay, who's that? I guess that's Quicksilver. You're, you're telling me that's Quicksilver. I've never seen this person before. Did I miss him in one of my 22 other movies? But by using existing properties that people know, you can make that point a lot easier and still discard it and set it aside. So I think it's a good move to do it and just acknowledge it it gets the points across way easy. You know, when you're talking to somebody in a conversation, like if I'm talking with my parents, I'd be like, Oh, well, you remember that was Quicksilver from the other one. Like he's not going to be part of the main timeline, but this, think of, think of the Fox movies as an alternate universe. They just got pulled from temporarily. And like, that's an easy concept of grasp versus saying like, Oh, okay. This is a new actor. It's still Quicksilver. This guy, you know what I'm saying? Like it works for me. As long as they don't exist later. I don't think they will. I hate it. And, and you're the guy that doesn't worry about today's game, and that's fine. <laughs> but I'm I'm freaking out about seeing, you know, Mystique and eight other Jennifer Lawrence movies, you know, from here on out. Like that, if they don't know that character. Fox ruined Dark Phoenix. They ruined all of that right. stuff. Uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, you name it. Of all the things that they just crapped on, mm-hmm. and I don't want that to be canon. Of Yes, the X-Men have already done that, so we're not going to do that again. I wanted to start fresh. And I know that they needed a way to get Deadpool in, and so that's what I was kind of worried about. How how are they going to pull Deadpool into the MCU? Because they've already mentioned that they were going to do that. But he better be the only one, because I, I hate the, what this, the, the crack is open. Yeah, and I uh, don't want that cancer verse to come in. I don't think this will be the not, only not one. Not in the comics, by the way. <laughs> you, you should brace yourself for there more. There is a cancer verse. <laughs> you should. There is bra- a cancer verse, and that is that is singer. You, you should brace yourself for more. I think they will do it because they're oh. bring, they're bringing in the Sony people. They're bringing. I think multiverse of madness will maybe have more, but I think as long as you have it in the context of it's just one of the infinite number of universes out there, but it's not really part of the main timeline. I, I think that's what it's going to be. And, and and I'm okay with that. I'm okay, like I said, with with Toby. You swing by and you say you wave to this other Spider-Man, and then you're like, aha, that's that's cute. You know, oh, there's Stan Lee. You know, like mm-hmm. that that type of thing. But if they're somehow integrated, and in th- yeah, this is now this is our Magneto that we're working with, or this is now our Jean Grey. We brought her. We thought she did a great job. We're bringing her into this universe. No, no, she did not do a great job. It was well, not good. Well, I, I start over. I think that would be very hard to do. I think if you start cherry picking which ones to bring over and you don't pick over the other ones that that's a very confusing situation so i i don't see that happening and i mean to your point about comparing this to the chiefs like mahomes hasn't given you any reason to doubt him and as of right now the mcu hasn't really given you any reason to doubt it 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 has made the right decision until until friday when, when they opened the door and there stood fox right but if it, you yourself on this spot had just said, if it's just an Easter egg and a little multiverse thing, then you're all good with it, which is exactly what I think they're doing. It's, yeah, I just wanted them to ignore ignore it ever existed. Yeah. That, I, that, was my, that was my hope. I think it makes too much sense to do it the way they did it. I get with, I know they paid a lot of money to have those movies. They bought Fox. Sure, you have access to all that. And same with... Oh, I don't I think they care about that. To, 
Yeah, but oh, we have these toys. Why not? You know, get them involved. I don't think I, that I, mattered I at all, dude. I think they were. But they you just were... you just connected the MCU to Dark Phoenix, and they they own that now. They have to own that. Yeah, and I think they will, and I think they'll say, "Hey, you know what? That's one of the many, you know, universes out there." And Wanda just happened to pull from that one, and it's over and done with. So brings up a good theory. I don't think Wanda did it. Okay. So I don't think Wanda pulled it. And so there are tons of theories out there. A lot of people think it's Mephisto. Um, I don't know if we've talked about Mephisto at all Mm -hmm. on the pod. Mephisto is basically the MCU or Marvel Comics version of the devil. Uh, They had to give him a different name due to the comics code in the 60s of, hey, we don't have the devil. This is just a a demon from a different dimension Mm -hmm. called Mephisto that happens to look just like the devil and and lives in a place he calls hell. And yeah. That's his dimension, is the hell dimension. So it's changed over time, but when the comics code and when he was created, is basically the devil. And so uh, you saw him in Ghost Rider, so I guess we could bring in Nicolas Cage. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, uh, there was a lot of tie-ins to Mephisto and, uh, and Wanda and her kids, and they're not going to go anywhere near what the comics did. There, there's no way for them to, to do all that. So I'm not going to get into all that because it's, if you try to read through Wikipedia, your mind is just going to explode. <laughs> who are these people and what are they doing? But some people think that Mephisto is is controlling Wanda and she's doing it, but he's kind of pushing her in uh, one way or another. And Agnes is trying to keep Wanda happy and not go dark. So that's that's one thing is people say, oh, this Quicksilver is actually Mephisto in disguise, which doesn't make any sense to me because why wouldn't you just be her brother that she knows if you're going to do that in mm-hmm. disguise or he just pulled one from another dimension and threw it in there just to mess with it. so that's that's one one people some people think it's Dormammu trying to squeak, squeak through into this dimension again we've seen him in Doctor Strange he's the big floating head that Doctor Strange fights yep uh, there, there's lots of different of who's messing with it but the, the most people feel like Wanda's not in control of this and she has some pieces but there's an outside force that's mm messing with her yeah i don't know if i like that especially when you waste the first three episodes of the season and there's what nine and we're through five yeah like and and i honestly don't know how many of these mcu shows are supposed to be multi-seasons like i've never heard like if some of these are one and done or if we're multi like so i'm not sure i would introduce a third party to this i think it needs to be wanda i think it needs to resolve with wanda and i think it needs to resolve vision somehow uh, that's of course, if it's one season, I guess so if they're going two, then, you know, I give you a little bit more leeway and stuff, but I would, well, I think to the idea, right now. well, I think the idea was to introduce Mephisto to Dr. Strange, multiverse of madness. I feel like that's what, uh, and I believe that's what Kevin said originally was that this was going to lead into phase four. Mm-hmm. And so I think your next big baddie is essentially the devil. If that's the route that, that they go with him. Uh, who who is your next big baddie? Um, is messing with the multiverse, and that could easily be him. Wasn't the rumor uh, for the next big bad supposed to be the guy coming up in Ant Man? Kang. Kang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could be. Um, I don't see how he fits in in all this. He's more just a time traveling guy. Um, but. And I gotta Maybe, think, yeah. I gotta think, Eternals drops something big, right? Like, if you're gonna have characters, I don't know anything about Eternals, but like the scale and magnitude of which I've heard these characters are, like, 
that seems ripe for some new big bad to come out of that property. Well, if you have Eternals, you know, you could have somebody, you know, like Mephisto, who's been around since the dawn of time Mm -hmm. also. Um, But for getting into (laughs) all their backstory. Yeah. Um, Like I said, there there is a lot of what the comics could do, uh, stories that they could pull, but clearly they're, they're making up their own thing, but with little elements. So they have, you know, her kids. So we we hadn't talked about her kids yet. Um, Her twins, basically, uh, one has her powers, one has Quicksilver's powers. So you have Speed and Wiccan uh, that will eventually become Young Avengers, whether they do that or not, I don't know. Uh, In the comics, when they tell her that her kids aren't real, that she made them basically out of magic, that uh, she goes nuts uh, and tries to tear, tear everything down. And I feel like that's kind of, kind of where they're hinting Mm -hmm. of she's she's basically going dark phoenix you know and she's doing a better jean gray than uh than jean gray did Mm -hmm. in any of the movies that we've seen and i I like her as this i like her going going bad yeah i'm glad we are finally somewhere in this series where we are able to see wanda and vision and some of the other characters around them you know, driving towards something that feels real like that was my problem with the first three episodes was it felt like too much horsing around for 99% of the show. And then 1% was some little nuggets. Now, do I think the needle has swung way far the other way? Yeah, it has. And they had to, to, to compensate for those first three episodes. So I, I did like, I think the fifth episode, because it was a blend of like that TV show sitcom stuff with the mystery that's going to keep moving us forward. And I think that would have been the, the recipe that I would have wanted in the first three episodes, but I'm glad we're here where we're at now. I like what's happening with vision who's starting to kind of realize things aren't right. I like that Wanda has interacted with the outside world, so we're starting to kind of peel back some layers. Um, I liked in episode four that they established where we were finally, like timeline-wise, that it was, you know, post-blip. So now we know we're not, you know, 50 years in the past or 50 years in the future. We're really where we kind of expected to be. So I think these next, was it four episodes? Are we on, is there nine? Is that the number that I think you told me before? Yeah, they said nine, and then I saw an article that said there's a hidden episode, so there's ten, which okay. I don't know if that was just somebody being <laughs> cute. I, I didn't read read into it, but sure. I try to avoid you know some of the the spoilers. Like we ne- we didn't watch the the trailer for the upcoming right second half. They they released that, but you and I have opted out. Yep. So we did not want any more spoilers, but uh, we do know that she does don the Scarlet Witch uh, outfit for. Uh, uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, they've. It was interesting that they've never mentioned Scarlet Witch as Scarlet Witch in the MCU, right? Other than like in credits, mm-hmm. um, they never actually called her that. And so they they kind of harped on that in this episode of she doesn't have a cool little nickname. Yeah, and some people are thinking like the director is Mephisto. Also, I mean, there's there's theories all all over the place yeah. of who that guy is and and what what's he doing, but. I wonder when she goes bad, someone's going to call her a witch. T- Tony did in Age of Ultron, called her a witch, but mm-hmm. not the Scarlet Witch. Right. So I think that's that's interesting that they, they did that. Um, but I, you mentioned Vision. I liked how they showed him dead. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, oh, Wanda forgot. Like, that's that's what he's supposed to look like until she controls it. Yeah. And so, because he's just a reanimated corpse, essentially. So I don't think we're going to see Vision after 
after this. Well, and series. I think that was interesting too because I wasn't sure how much like her kids are fabricated from nothing essentially. But with Vision, she yeah. had to reanimate the corpse. And with the other people in the town, she's taking real people and, and twisting them. So, like, I didn't have a good sense for what she's able to create out of thin air versus what she's reanimating. So I, I guess that's where, yeah, the hope for Vision to exist outside of this is probably very slim. Yeah, I think I think he's he's done. Um, that's funny that they added Sparky. Sparky was... Uh, there's a little Easter egg for you. He was a dog that Vision created as a synthesoid when he had tried to make his own synthesoid family to feel normal. Hmm. Um, and so Sparky was the dog um, that he created. Oh, okay. Um, so, so they threw that that name in there. I don't think he's going to exist after this. Um, but <laughs> again, a little Easter egg for people that, that yeah. they're, they're, they're funny there. Uh, it's hard to know what they're just nodding at and what is actually going to have meaning. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Monica um, Rambeau mentions uh, an aerospace, you know, engineer, and we were like, "Oh, that's Reed Richards." Like you assume that's Reed Richards based on oh the Fantastic Four is coming and whatnot, but when you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, almost everybody's an aerospace engineer. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it could be you know Blue Marvel, or it could be Riri Williams, who we know she's getting her own show, the you know Iron uh, Ironheart. Um, you know, like there's just there's so many people that are, are super uber smart. It right. could even be Dr. Doom. Like some people think it's Dr. Doom, which I think would be a really cool turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't bring in Reed Richards. You bring in Victor Von Doom yeah. uh, to help you with this. I think that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's so many, there's so many things they could be doing right now. And, and I, I could truly sit here for, for hours and, and dissect all these, but are there any things that you have questions about uh, as a non comic book reader that maybe, that you don't quite understand or think there's more to? No, I mean, I think these this show has been laced with Easter eggs, but I mean, I've been trying to read up on them, but I I mainly was just happy and, and along for the ride now that episode four and five have kicked in. So that that's what I've been waiting for. And, uh, you know, my, my big questions, my big question that's still out there is the one I already mentioned, which is exactly how do Wanda's powers work? Because I, and I don't think anybody yeah. knows that because we have comic knowledge and we have some MCU knowledge, but what we're experiencing now is something completely different. She's, she's manipulating all sorts of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see the context of her powers and which, like how far do they go? What does she need to have happen? You know, is she just manipulating some reality? Is she creating some? And then when this bubble all shuts down, like what's left, right? Does, does something that's, that, that was like her kids, are they going to exist? Or are they going to go away? So I have questions, but not really about like what I'm seeing or experiencing. I'm just, I'm, I'm, thankful so thankful that we are beyond episodes one through three well you mentioned uh what happens when the the bubble goes away well monica's pants stayed so maybe if her kids leave the the hex bubble they stay could be but Uh, but monica's pants were changed from what she was wearing going in whereas the kids were created out of thin air yeah yeah and if you want a little backstory on the kids which is rabbit hole they are created from shards of mephisto's soul yeah i think that would be getting that, way that, too that, complex for that this he show. later reclaims <laughs> yes um but so i don't think they need to go go that route yeah but um i did like how they just named this bubble the hex because her powers in the comics are hex powers mm-hmm. you know chaos powers and so that's just a way to throw that in there sure uh we're gonna call this thing the hex 
but I liked her scene when she came out the bubble. I thought that was the yep. best scene so far of of the series of her coming out there and just showing, hey, I can do whatever I want. Yep, and I like that we've got and, real side characters like the director and uh, Randall Park's character and you know Monica Rambo. Like the, those are working outside the bubble. Um, the the lady from Thor is in now who's been i mean she's been in since i think like episode maybe four or whatever but yeah it, it's coming together i i think my big thing is just that i will never rewatch episodes one through three so that's uh there's no point well unless uh unless you're again hunting for easter eggs and things that they've dropped in one one two and three may have implications but but i, I see what you're saying as far as action and cool scenes um there, there's not there. Yeah, but even outside of action and cool scenes. I mean, the, the, my guess is the Easter eggs that you would find wouldn't really even be. They would just be fun. I mean, that's what Easter eggs are, right? It's not going to be something that's like, oh, if you go pick up on this, you now understand so much more about the show. No, it's going to be like, oh, hey, look at that little nod they did right there in the the commercial during the I Love Lucy episode. Aha, uh-huh, funny, funny. But not something that's going to be like, oh man, that came back into play in episode seven in such a big way. Like, I, I don't predict that's going to happen. Well, did you get the uh, commercial they did in episode five? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my the head. The s- spilling of the Kool-Aid and the, the Lagos cleaning up? No. So Lagos is the large city in Nigeria, and that's where she uh, killed Crossbones and killed those people. Oh, okay. Uh, and so it was... That's what the name that the brand has her cleaning up, and it says... Uh, when you make mistakes, you know, so something like that. Gotcha. That's and good. So it, it was basically her, her psyche of, uh, it didn't clean up everything or trying to clean up her and it was all red. So it was blood. Yeah. Um, so there, there's things like that, that you're like, okay, maybe that's hinting at something. Sure. Um, not just how fractured either someone's messing with her or her mind is. Yeah. So, and you mentioned her powers, even in the comics, they're not defined. So she has, you know, chaos powers, magic powers, and and telekinesis and just stuff. Yeah. They, we don't know all that she can do. Reality warping powers. So I don't think they're going to really define what she can do. Um, no, I didn't mean it. be frustrating for people. I actually didn't mean it like that. It was more of like the things that we've seen her do, what happens when we move past this. So like, you know, obviously she can reanimate somebody that's dead. She can create people out of thin air. But like it's, right now it's all in the context of the bubble. So when that goes away, what what remains? How permanent is the stuff that she's done? So I'll, I'll challenge that. I don't think she can bring people back from the dead. And I think that's why they killed Sparky. Um, I think Vision is a robot. And so gotcha. she was able to do that. Sure. But I don't. And I think maybe that's why she couldn't bring back Quicksilver. Because that's an EV. So I don't think she can resurrect the dead. Yeah. But she can reanimate a I mean, I think android. I think that's a perfect point for the question I'm looking for, which is like, how exactly are her powers working in this bubble? Cause that, that's a big yeah. thing. You're right. Vision wasn't technically alive. So yeah. Or was he, <laughs> then you get into, you yeah. know, robot rights and right. What is AI <laughs> again? Topic for another episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, but also very, very worried. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not worried. I, I'm actually really happy with the track that we're on now. I think that's a, the whole Quicksilver thing's a nod. Um, and I'm anxious to see how the first, the first MCU show wraps up. One more episodes. I know this this well, next maybe. one is the one I've been looking for, the Halloween one. Oh, okay. All Halloween episodes are 
are the best in any series, any TV show. <laughs> the Halloween episodes are, are always the best ones. I wouldn't even begin to know how to parse that statement. or I, I can't even think of another Halloween episode off the top of my head. You go from, from Simpsons to Friends to you know Modern Family. You, you name it. You name whatever okay. series that you want. The Halloween episodes are always the best. I'm not that much of a TV guy, so I, I will take your word for it on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, that you does take my word for it. <laughs> yeah, LeVar. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find Two Views Movies on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can always email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Please, if you're liking the show, go out and subscribe to it. If you've already subscribed at Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere you listen, if you've already done that, drop us a star rating, leave us a review. It helps us out. We will be back next week with our take on Judas and the Black Messiah. And then also talk for probably a solid 30, 45 minutes about going back to back with the Chiefs. Three Pete by next time. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have moved on to Three Pete. I mean, it had been a week <laughs> after, probably. You know, we'll, we'll already be on our way. Go, Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. Catch you later. Something good, something bad, bit of both, bit of both.